What is up? Welcome to Dre's Geek Philosophy, the February 6th edition. We're here on Monday night, here from the Secret Podcast Studios, right here with executive producer Sam Zia. And we also have the Judgmental Nerd. Yeah, that's your nickname now. You can thank your girlfriend for that. I know. With the Judgmental Nerd, Pete Molini. How's it going? We're here on a Monday night. We're here to talk some ridiculousness with you. Our, our uh, the big primary talk topic tonight is obviously going to be we're talking GameStop because you know last week Kotaku had their humongous ridiculously crazy article where they talked about how the circle of life was going to really affect uh, how how the circle of life has really caused a lot of um, stress to employees and as a um, three time three time three times. Three time, I've had three tour of duties, two, uh, three tours of duty. Three time champion. Three time, three time heavyweight champion of the world. I, I've I've served three separate times at GameStop. I, I'm sorry if I'm really up in the face on the Facebook Live thing because uh, the camera is in a weird, weird, weird spot. I'm gonna try to make sure I don't shove my face too far into the camera. But also, we are also broadcasting live on Twitch for the first time today. If uh, if you're a Twitch person, you can find the show at Dre GP Podcast, just like the Twitter account. So we're going to try to get everything set up here. So let's, uh, we need to kind of sort of really talk about what happened yesterday. <sighs> I hate talking about sports on the show. But the Super <laughs> I, Bowl I, is the Super Bowl. You know, and that on, was pretty epic. Honestly, I, 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 I literally only watched the last five minutes. And that's only because I got home from, from a gig that I worked yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I worked a gig to go earn some money. And, and, that, and that's honestly perfect because I, that's all the yeah, games that really and, 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 the last five minutes. I, I, I had this is the first Super Bowl in I, I want to say fifteen years that I actually did not care at all because I, I have a, a, an abhorrent hate of the Patriots and um, I could not um, care about the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I didn't want to watch the game. Like I, I did, I did check in periodically on Twitter while while I was at the I was at my gig yesterday, but. Uh, Oh, like I saw the the you know, Falcons rush twenty eight to twenty eight to sit twenty to three, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, good, Evil Empire will not win, cool. And then uh, I got home, and uh, I see it, it's a lot closer. Yeah. I I, I I foolishly turned it on. I'm like, I was like, I and, and personally, I've always been a little superstitious about sports because I I've, I've hate I, because of my abject hatred of the Patriots. Yeah. I, I felt like anytime I watch and they start succeeding in spite of me. <laughs> I'm superstitious that way. So I turn it on and I see them make the comeback and I'm like, and I, I literally, I think I posted on Facebook. I'm like, well, got home, turn on the TV and uh, Patriots are about to tie the game. <laughs> I'm really glad I turned this on. And I, I guess for, um, for, 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 for most people, I guess that was a good thing because it made the game much more exciting. But for me, I was like, oh no, I, I hate the Patriots. Uh, Noah on Facebook uh, saying that uh, the Nintendo Switch commercial happened. Oh, that's true. Yes, the <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, I saw an article today on Kotaku where they were um, people were attributing blame to the Nintendo. Like, because literally uh, <laughs> after the Switch commercial aired, the uh, I guess you could say the odds for the Falcons switched. And yes, I, I will find myself later for that terrible pun. <laughs> I will be fine for making such a bad pun. That's, that's a that's a Noah worthy pun. <laughs> Since you're out there watching on the Facebook Live, Noah, yes, I, I made that bad pun, that bad pun for you. Yeah, it was it was at that point in the game, it was a 99 percent chance of according to ESPN and whatever metrics, it was a 99 percent to win. And after that, 
The Patriots remember they're the Patriots and the Falcons remember it. Oh, my God, we're not that good. Speaking of Patriots and what happened today, I came in and listened to the Glenn Beck show. I actually went to Monday with him. Oh, yes. He starts the show off by saying, so now we all know that Greg Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Greg. Greg Brady. Father? Good job, Glenn Beck. Wow, that is awful. <laughs> to show how much he really pays you know, all, all the all these tools they they just they just don't really pay attention to the, to the real world. Revisionist history, Re- alternative alternative facts. facts, alternative facts. Oh my god, that's, that's that is such an alternative fact. <laughs> but yeah, the Super Bowl happened. Uh, commercials, you know, happened. I, this morning, I did watch a bunch of the trailers because yeah, because, I, because the, I missed most. Uh, the I Guardians, saw, yeah, Guardians of Gal- the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. That yeah. was so good. I was I was quite pleased. Yeah, door phoners went on red alert. That oh movie. my god, that that Guardians trailer was so great. Oh, dude, and then the the, the Stranger Things one. Yes, yes, <laughs> Stranger Things. Oh my god, they're dressed as Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I nerded out so hard. Oh my god, I really nerded out really bad. I think everybody's waiting for Stranger Things now. That's, oh my god. Oh yeah. And, I'm sorry, that halftime performance by... Okay, where did oh. you write the halftime performance? I, I didn't watch it. I didn't you, watch it. You didn't, I, you didn't even see the highlights of it? No. I, you I, should, I, I have to go at some point it. and watch it. Go go on go on the tube of you yeah. and, and watch it. And watch it. There's I, a moment early on where it looked like... You know, like the fail videos of where you see a cat trying to jump off of a ledge and they just slip. And <laughs> yeah, is that, is that is that Lady Gaga? Was that her entrance? Because I, I saw I saw I saw a gif or a gif depending yeah. on how you fall on that side. I saw a gif that where she was just like, yeah, that's how she entered. Yeah, the, that, that's pretty classy. And she, was, she jumped off the rafters. She jumped off the rafters. And she had this weird, like, Ace Freely outfit on. Man. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it was just like. Uh, the, the, what I kept seeing on, on Twitter and on Facebook uh, this morning and last night was uh, she looked like um, Dazzler from the X-Men. That's what people were saying, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what, you know has to do halftime, you know, the halftime Super Bowl performance. And then go, go save um, go save mutants everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, um, what, uh. Yeah, the, the, uh, there was another trailer. Uh, there was a new Logan trailer. Yeah, there was two Logan trailers. There was two Logan yeah. trailers. It looks like they bought like they take the thirty second spot and split it in half. Yeah, they, they were pretty short. Uh, I saw the trailer, the, the the fate of the furious. Oh, <laughs> family, family, family. Insert <laughs> insert clever rock catchphrase. Family. The car crash. Car crash. <laughs> And uh, oh God, there was. I feel like there was another trailer. I'm leaving. Oh, Baywatch. The Rock. Oh, yeah. The Rock was everywhere. Yeah, the People's Champion. Yeah. People's <laughs> Champ was everywhere yesterday. Oh, that, that was pretty awesome, in my opinion. But yes, a, a, a superb owl happened yesterday. <laughs> I saw that online a lot. Yes. The superb owl. <laughs> but. I actually went uh, to, and brought my little baby to his first Super Bowl party. Nice. Oh, did you? <laughs> little, little, little JoJo got, yeah. got to go to a Super Bowl party yesterday. Yeah, two-week-old JoJo at a party full of people drinking. And drinking. <laughs> I'm sure the sensory overload was too much. No, he was just asleep. The most relaxed baby of all time. He is my child. There's no question. Yeah, he, yeah there, there is no question of the fact that that is the, the that is son of Sam. Now, I, 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 as much as I would love to like get him into podcasting, radio, and stuff like that, I think he would just be way too mellow because people just would not connect. It would just, he would just be like, yeah, cool. I mean, literally that first week, that, that the photo of him with his arm, with his hands behind his head, the <laughs> baby just chilling, just laying back, super relaxed with his, arm, with his hands behind his head. Relaxed. That was hilarious. Yeah, but I think you are a fun pod- podcast. I try to be Make, mainly because I know I can poke you. <laughs> you, you, can, get you, you can poke the bear. And I know that Kotaku article. Yeah, that that GameStop. you know 
That I didn't need to poke the bear. No, <laughs> that, that, it, it already happened. Cause, no, because th- th- so the main the main uh, point of the article was a lot of these, a lot of these customers, or not customers, a lot of the employees yeah. are they, they live under this abject fear. And actually, it was kind of like this. So, all right, let me preface everything. Let me fear let me, of what, by the way, fear of yeah. getting fired. No, it's like fear for your job. You're scared for your for your employment. You're, you're scared that like okay, if you don't perform. Yeah. You have a question? No, 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 no. You look like you're ready to, to spring no, no, forth. No, no, no. But a, a lot of these, um, <laughs> sorry, what? I saw a funny comment on the Facebook uh-huh. Live. It, it caused me to again, like, <laughs> so a lot of them are afraid of. So I've worked three separate times mm-hmm. with, with GameStop. When I was a young person in uh, in 2000 and 2001, I worked the the, the at a uh, GameStop in the Montebello Mall mm-hmm. for for my good friend uh, well, who who became my good friend he was my first manager Rolando Morales I know you're watching right now bro how you doing <laughs> and um I was there as a seasonal employee and actually did that that employment ended with that with the district manager forcing me to quit oh really <laughs> he scared to a 21 22 year old Dre into quitting the job wow. I, I, yeah it's wow. that's, that's another story okay. for another day. <laughs> that's another story for another day I I, I quit it, I went to go help another store out and my performance, apparently, I did a lot of things that were not uh, appropriate, apparently. Oh, okay. okay, <laughs> but, oh, okay. I, apparently, having my girlfriend deliver me food because the manager ditched me oh. and I couldn't take a lunch was a bad thing, apparently. Yeah. And all that there was cor- a number of uh, other things. I was forced to quit the job. Yeah. Then. My manager then was pretty annoyed. He's like, what the hell? Why did, why, why did the district manager get rid of me? And then, so fast forward two years later, 2003, I wound up going back. My old manager, I was looking to find a new job. I was working at Fry's. I go back to GameStop for the second time, mm-hmm. and I was an assistant manager for a little while, and then I became a store manager. And that was, and I, I, I used to think that was the worst era of GameStop because at that point, it was you had to fight for your job. You had to scratch and claw to, mm-hmm. to trick people into pre-ordering games. You had to get people to subscribe to the magazine and get the discount cards. Yeah, yeah. Sell you, sell you, sell, sell, sell. And then I eventually left that job to go work for Nintendo. But, you know, my my, my life has um has, has spiraled and back and, around, forth, back and forth these last few years. Yeah. This past summer, uh, after my unemployment ran out, <laughs> I relented. I reached out to a district manager I knew, and I got a job at GameStop uh, again. Again. <laughs> I, was, I worked at this, from August through November, I worked as an assistant manager for GameStop this past summer. And um, it was funny. Like the reason I went back. So, so th- this is all going to lead back into the article. Mm-hmm. You're following me here. This is a story. So uh, I wound up going back. I did an interview with the, with this district manager who I had met through LinkedIn, and he had sold me on this new GameStop. Yeah. Because because you know GameStop had always been very much all about oh scaring all the freaking scare all the employees into working harder, get all the stuff, get get all the numbers, get everything, but. So they're trying to fight this negative stigma by, you know, I guess from, uh, I guess, 2013 or, mm-hmm. or like 2014 to about to last summer, they had been very anti doing that. No, we are not going to be super aggressive. We're not going to do all this yeah. stuff. And and so he sold me on this. I'm like, OK, cool. You uh, I have a good customer service background. I talked to him. And um, as uh, as he was selling me on this, I'm like, OK, cool. Things have changed here. Yeah, it's not the, you know super hyper aggressive uh by any means necessary uh by any means necessary you know get get in there and and sell everything and i was like okay cool i can live with this and um so 
I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to watch the, 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 the. I'm trying not to direct the Facebook comments. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this in mind. We're recording for multiple mediums now. We're on Twitch. We're recording this for audio. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's up. Uh, yeah, you, you, um, if you want to, you can share it. I believe it's shareable. See, that's actually a. Oh God, nope. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go on a tangent. So he sold me <laughs> yeah. on this new GameStop. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna join this new GameStop. Yeah. Let's see what this is like. And literally within two weeks after I joined, it was the same thing. And this brings us to the article. Yeah. Within two weeks, they brought back the Circle of Life, which uh. is something which was around back when I worked in 2003 to 2005. They brought back the because my, from what I gathered, you know, profits were down. They weren't as because they weren't as aggressive with the pre-orders and like oh, mm. their their prop their profit shortfalls on all the um, uh, on all categories. So now oh oh we needed more like I, I hear the district manager on the conference call like oh we need more accountability. We need to make sure we need to we need to start setting goals and people have to reach these goals and if they don't reach these goals then they can't work here anymore. Wow. Okay, so I'm getting some. I'm getting some direction yeah. here, and um, and I was like, yeah, getting a little direction <laughs> from uh, executive producer Sam Zia. By the way, we have Jai on the line. We have Jai on the line, and uh, now to hear him, you'll have to turn off your mic so he, you can hear him on the speaker. Oh, okay. You can go also go onto the uh, phone. Oh, okay. So we so we have Jai on the mic. We we have uh, so it, it we it's been a little bit of fun here <laughs> behind the scenes here. So I'm gonna have to. We do have my old assistant manager for my second tour of duty, Jai Potter, on the phone. I can't hear him right now. Hi, everybody. And there he is. There's Jai T. Potter. We'll, we'll <laughs> go to you when we can. We have him on the phone. Let me continue. Let, let me continue on what we're where I was going. Yeah. So now there's this new way where like, oh, now it's like you have to sell. Uh, it was like when I got in, it was like oh, it was oh, don't worry about your numbers. The, the numbers are not that important, you know, get, you know, 6% reservations, get, you know, maybe like eight or 9% of subscriptions and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, you have to have 10% reserve, 15% reservations. You have to have 15% subscriptions. And if you don't get these numbers, like all of a sudden, like, oh, there's this, this whole circle, like the, the stuff that you read in the article and it literally got re-implemented. But at the same time, so I was like, oh crap, my numbers. But then the district manager was telling me, oh, Dre. Don't worry about your numbers. You you you're just you know get back into the flow of things. Yeah, you'll be fine. But what I discovered is that like you know literally that same week another store manager he quit just like straight up. Like, oh wow! I guess he, he knew what the score he knew the score <laughs> he knew, yeah he knew that uh, that this was gonna be it was uh, coming. He knew it, it was not gonna be good, so yeah. he immediately left. And then he slowly started to try to get rid of people. So I got. And I started noticing that the, the successful managers were the ones, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I don't think any of them are ever going to listen to this podcast or, or see them. <laughs> they're sociopaths. They're, they have no soul. Have, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say they have no soul, but they're able well, to. I'll say it. There no, you go. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll say they have no soul. But the, these, these successful managers, I, I mean, frankly, the manager who was training me, she was cutthroat, man. Yeah. She had no mercy. Like, even though, like. The, the the attitude of the company had been like toned down. She didn't step back. Like her store was number one, but like the way I saw she treated her associates, it was this super high level, this crazy accountability. Whereas like she'd be asking, "Why didn't you get your numbers? Why didn't you get more pre-orders used? How, wh what did you do wrong?" What was I, I was oh, like, "Whoa, wow!" It, it was it was intense. It was like I, I felt like Job from Arrested Development. Like, <laughs> I was saying like, "I made a huge mistake." <laughs> Literally within the third week, I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> this, is, this is bad. This is really bad. <laughs> and oh, like I was, it was nuts. And I knew I, because I knew my shelf life because of who I am. 
I knew my shelf life returning to GameStop. I knew I was buying. I, I was going to have like six to nine months yeah. before they discovered that I'm a good person <laughs> and they were going to get rid of me. <laughs> you okay, now explain to me what the emphasis on pre-orders are. Because, I, I mean, I have never worked for GameStop, but I have oh, a guy okay. who does pre-order games, and I want to know what the incentive behind it, A, is, and what's the harm of it to the consumer? Okay, well, <laughs> pre-orders, all right. So essentially, you're, you're pre-paying for your game. To, like, from the corporate side, this helps GameStop determine demand for a game. This helps Makes them, you know, sense, yeah. set, you know, place orders. You know, mm-hmm. as, as a comic book, uh, uh, you know, own, yeah. comic shop owner, you need to know. You kind of want to know what you need to order. Yeah. But the the shady side of this is a lot of times there's this pressure for the company. Oh, we need to get lots of pre-orders. So sometimes there's these they incentivize customers like, oh, you'll get a free poster, you'll get this. It's kind of mm-hmm. just try to entice them, but realistically pre-ordering games helps GameStop in that they get your money already they can stick it they, they can stick it into the uh <laughs> into the bank account and they can make money off your interest already yeah if they take in however many pre-order you know a few hundred thousand pre-orders you yeah. multiply that by five dollars the minimum that's how much money is going into their bank accounts and they're just making the interest off that but to the consumer they're not paying the interest they're not paying the interest. They're just paying the usual. Rent. No, they're not yeah. paying the interest. No, they're, they're not paying the interest. Like, yeah. So it's not really hurting the consumer. But it's a good way but to pad the pockets. It's a good way for them to pad their pockets. But on some small level, I remember my old, old boss from uh, 2005. Lots of people pre-order games and forget. Oh. oh yeah. yeah, for sure. And there so- is a couple million dollars made every year just on people. So what? What's the policy on that? Like, do they just like they kind of hang? Well, see, back then, back in the old days, yeah. it was all pa- it was all on paper. There was no computer system that kept everything oh. in the track. So you had you... to have the receipt. Oh wow! And here was the crazy part. Like back then, everything, all those receipts, we hung on to them, and we had to put like we had them in a little like I'd like to say we had them in a safe, but they were just in a little plastic container. <laughs> and what was worse, like right when I left the company in two thousand five, it was when the three sixty was coming out, and people were fully paying off, you know, they're putting down $400 on these Xboxes and all this, you know, money is just being stored in a baseball card folder. Really? Wow. And if, if, it, if, if one of those receipts disappeared, your money's gone. Yeah. You'd have to contact the home office. Well, back then, and, and yet, yeah, and then their employees, and sometimes there'd be unscrupulous employees who would just take them and try to go and take them to other stores and cash them out. Wow. See me be having a conscience. I used to get people in trouble. Like people would try to bring me stolen credits back in the day. Yeah, and I would keep them, and I'd like call loss prevention. I'd call you know the people who were in charge of policing this stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, such and such girl from uh, the Pasadena store brought me this uh, stolen credit. You probably want to go go fire her right now. And then I remember that that caught that that actually caused me a lot of a. Uh, I guess the wrestling term would be heat. A lot of people <laughs> did not like me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people did not like me because yeah. I was I had a conscience and I wanted people to do things the right way, yeah. which is why obviously I did not fit in in the GameStop system. Yeah. I I am not a person who uh, fits into the circle of life. Uh, for the Facebook Live people, there were several people who were stealing credits and who I got fired. <laughs> so that's the reason why uh, they, people they, like me as a manager and employee. There's a huge motivation for you to get those pre-orders, yeah. and that sucks because it's not up to you if you get the pre-orders. Yeah, no, it's it's up to the consumer. The yeah. consumer has to want to pre. If a consumer is excited about the game, yes, t- get their money, have them guarantee. Like, see, my big thing when I when I worked there, my thing was always more about getting pre-orders on the small games, like the the smaller games that the store would not normally get. Yeah. 
like like for me like back in, it was like the old Japanese RPGs on PS2 like you know because my era that that era was PS2 yeah. Xbox GameCube all the smaller titles that maybe we'll only get one or two copies like hey you should pre-order this I want to make sure you get your copy but for like a Madden or a Grand Theft Auto it's like people were gonna come in like th- those like but then that's where GameStop gets most of their pre-orders because yeah when I this past fall when I was working oh my store had 400 pre-orders for Call of Duty but you know what. Yeah, here's the crazy part on something else crazy about the whole pre-order system. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will pre-order a game a year in advance and then you know nowadays you know, they give their cell phone numbers. And um their number changes. They'll change their number. Oh, so. And I, I and so like there, there's a point in time where like they had me go in the back room. I had the giant computerized list. But um I'm calling these numbers and half of them were disconnected. Hmm. These people have like twenty dollars down. Oh and they, they magically just or they have different numbers they, they have a different number back. and I can't reach them. Oh. Yeah. Or or some of these people, if they have a GameStop account, then they'll probably get an email letting them know. Yeah. But a lot of these people, like maybe they don't want an account, so there's all this money just sitting there. So, but GameStop does put all this pressure because it, you know, it's it's a publicly held company. As my friend Rolando can probably attest, before GameStop was a publicly held company, there was a lot less pressure on this whole numbers because that these numbers are a metric to show success. Yeah. And so they always have to constantly be. Oh, we need to do better than last year. So that's why there's this huge pressure to get more pre-orders, get more subscriptions, sell, but and then the used thing. So one of the biggest points of the article was that stores would lie about uh, their stock, like because let's say this happened a couple times when I was working there this past summer, where Grand Theft Auto Five, brand new, would drop down to thirty dollars, and instead of lowering the used price, the used price would stay at fifty five. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it was always a. So you could get the new one for you, much cheaper. Yeah. yeah. You can get the new one for much cheaper. You can get the new one for 30 bucks yeah. or the pre-ordered one for 50, for, for 55 yeah. because um, GameStop – because back in the old days, back when me and Rolando and Jai, were, whenever there was a price drop like that, GameStop would lower the used price. Not anymore. Not anymore. Apparently, not anymore because that happened to me a couple – I remember my, my first week, like I see someone in line because they tell, oh, actively you – because know, one of the strategies, like if you see someone in line with a brand new game – Go grab a used copy of the game, show them how it's in good condition, and show them how it's going to be cheaper. Because the the big thing uh, at that point, they're like, "Oh, there's a ten, there's a ten percent guarantee." We had to mention it to every customer, and if you didn't mention it to every customer, you'd get a write up. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was one of the things. Like so, like every time I walked up to somebody, like that was that was a strategy. Right when I started, it's so like every person I go, "Oh, hi, do you know about our ten percent guarantee?" I'm like, oh, your, your used games are always guaranteed to be ten percent less than the brand new ones. So I saw someone in line with a copy of The Division. I'm like, oh, okay. I immediately grabbed a used copy of The Division. I was going to show them, oh, yeah, you're just paying for cellophane, and you're going to save some money. Yeah. And it comes up, and then I, I scan it. I, I scan the new one, and it's $29.99. Used one's freaking $45.50. I'm yeah. like, oh, crap. And I, I turn to my manager. I'm like, hey, what am I supposed to do with this? We're supposed to, It's supposed to be guaranteed to be 10% less. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell happened to this 10% less guarantee? And she's like, oh, you got just to apologize to the customer and tell them that it's uh, cheaper new. Okay. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And I sold them. I sold them a new one. But in the article, it shows that there were stores who would lie and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have that game brand new right now. I only have it used." And they pushed. <clears throat> they either pushed the used one, or as you saw in some of the examples in the in, the, in that show or in the article, they would tell people to go to another store. Yeah. They tell them to leave. Yeah, they wouldn't even sell them the game. They wouldn't sell them the game. See, and that's just... Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Because, like, you know, a person's looking for a game. They're looking for a deal. It, oh, I can get Grand Theft Auto Five for five, for 30 for thirty bucks? Hell yeah. But, and yeah. Off, and off they go, like, sending them off to somewhere else. 
What's going on? We got Jai on the phone. Yeah, we have. I, I know we have Jai on the phone, but I know. I know. I'm sure he wants to chime in, but you know, well, this is Dre's geek philosophy, and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. <laughs> okay, then Jai, you're going back into the cage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we let let's bring Jai on. All right, you know, we'll bring Jai on, and let's see. All right. Well, here we're gonna have to hit the buttons off and on. So hey, Jay, Jai, how's it going? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Good. So, how, how, what was your reaction to the to the to the uh, uh, Kotaku article? When I first read it, I immediately thought back to my time there, and the circle of life was there too. I mean, that's it wasn't as enforced, and the consequences weren't as dire as they are now, but they were still definitely there. It wasn't like, well, uh, if for whatever reason your store just had a bad month for whatever reason, and that Lord knows that happened several times, uh, where you had a bad month getting resos, or you had a bad month getting subs, or um, or whatever, or your used was bad. You especially when a new game came out, or God forbid, a new system came out. It the district managers never came down on you as hard as they appear to be doing now, and of course. This article isn't the only article that has been out regarding GameStop's practices in the last how many years has this has it been? But I think back to, like I said, I think back to when I was there, and we jumped through a lot of hoops to get people to reserve a game. Um, I won't mention any names, but there were managers uh, who and employees who would go out of their way to, excuse me, who would go out of their way to make reservations for games that they had no intention of buying using pseudonyms. Um, uh, you know what? Hell, I'll throw a couple people under the bus. I did it numerous times for games that I had no intention of buying. But you want to keep the numbers up because you want to keep the district managers happy. Of course, there was also the competitive-ish side to it. I know during my time there, my store manager was, very, he was hyper competitive and he always wanted to be number one. He was a good person. He was one of the few good managers that I've had in all of my years of, of working. So you want a good manager will make you want to work harder, make you want to be a better employee. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that if the customer doesn't want to reserve a game, if a customer doesn't want to buy used, if a customer doesn't want to get a subscription, they're not going to. And no amount of convincing can do that. But yeah, it's always, them. yeah. While I was on this most recent tour of duty, they were, oh, my God, they tried to train you into, like, not accepting no. It, it was literally because then now they have this crazy online training that you have to do. And it was, it's like, you have to continually pivot. It was, it was a big thing. You had to continually pivot. It's like, if so, if someone tells you no, you have to work as hard as you can to turn that no into a yes. You have to massage them, you know, convince them. You have, you have to show them the value. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like insane used car wow. sales. I mean, like it, it's, it's even more intense than it was in the old days mm -hmm. when it was perceived as, you know, really negative and very, like it's, it's gotten so insane. And actually you just reminded me, Jai, of, uh, the used sales, like so, obviously used sales is such a big thing to GameStop, and uh, when when Jai and I were working together back in the old Rosemead GameStop, um, the the PlayStation Vita had just come out, mm -hmm. and um, for whatever reason, my my little dinky store in Rosemead, we were selling a shitload of those things. 
my God. Like I remember like later on, my district manager showed me a chart where like we were like in the top 10 in the company selling wow. Adidas. <laughs> so naturally I'm selling all this brand new product, but you my used percentage, yeah. like, so you, you had to be like in the article it shows you have to be at a certain percentage of your used. My used percentage dropped to like 9%, 9% of my sales were were brand were, were used yeah. because of all this brand new and my district manager's like what the hell's going on why are you so low you have to be at 25 percent." and i'm like what do you want me to do insert name here of boss yeah you want me to stop selling vitas and he's like he's like you know in not so many words maybe wow so even it's, i i, I it could, so it's because they make more money on the use than yeah yeah the the, the, the margin is so much higher yeah it's so much higher on the use mm -hmm. it's like like for you you know if you buy a comic back you know if someone sells you some old comics and you buy them for like a, a nickel each and you, turn, you put them on the rack for a dollar yeah yeah you're yeah. making 95 cents or you know crazy percent profit yeah that the used the used things and that's how that been so my district manager told me like maybe you only sell a couple of vitas a day and like i was selling like 10 or 11 Vitas a day. Apparently, all the people in the city of Rosemead what? wanted Vitas. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, fine. I'm like, I don't want to get fired because he was kind of kind of intimating that. Yeah. And I had bills, bills, bills. So I was like, okay, we only sold maybe, as after we sold maybe two or three, we wouldn't deny the first couple of people, but after we sold three, we were kind of quote unquote done for the day. And there'd be a few <laughs> other people throughout the day. Like, oh, do you have any Vitas? I'm sorry, we'll have some tomorrow morning. Wow. I, I did not feel good. Trust me. Yeah, and it was it was awful. I did not like that. And, but ironically, within a few weeks, yeah, that that, that district manager, well, he kind of went away. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it, 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 it's thankful that he went away. But you're also it seems like you're, you've got too much of a, a kind hearted. Yeah. I, <laughs> to be in this kind of industry. That's that's essentially the problem with me. I, I that's why I've, like that was going to be this. I, I wasn't going to say. I was the problem, not GameStop. I mean, GameStop, they're they, they're they're a very capitalist co company. They're yeah. trying to run a business. When when I'm working there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to serve their interests because they're paying my checks. I recognize that I was a problem. And, you know, this past, this past, uh, what do you call it? This Your past time I worked, yeah, my last tour of duty, um, within a month, I so saw like three weeks after I get placed in the store, <coughs> um, the, the store manager, the guy who was managing me tells me, Oh, you know, if you don't get your, if your performance doesn't come up, you know, uh, we're going to let you go by the end of your probation period. I remember like, and that was literally, was, I think it was on my birthday when he told me that. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. If you don't get better and, and start towing the company line, you're going to get fired before your probation is up. Cause I was like the 90 day probation. Like they, they use that as a threat to see if I would improve. Yeah. And so of course I, I tried to improve. It's funny because they tried to coach me up in their ways of selling. Yeah. Like the, the store manager told me that I had too much energy. How can it wait? How can it yeah. have too much energy for I, retail? Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Let, let, let me make it a little racial for it. Like, so I was working <laughs> in Linwood, California, Linwood. Represent. I, represent. <laughs> I had all the Mexican Americans coming North from Southgate. I had all the African Americans coming uh, up from, uh, from Compton. And in so many words, my store manager, like he didn't say it outright, but I was too white for that store. I'm like you, you don't fit in at this store because I speak with clear diction. I, I wasn't hood enough. Uh, yeah. I was not hood enough to work in Linwood. Apparently like he didn't say it in so many words, but he kept intimating it that like, he's like, Oh, if you were in orange County, I think you'd be a lot more successful. Oh wow! Wow! That. <laughs> he said that was a quote. I just, I just want to 
want to know what ethnicity this guy was coming from. He's Hispanic. And, wow. That, that's... So he could get hood. Apparently, I couldn't get hood. I watched him operate sometimes, and he was trying to be all smooth and, and, and shit. It was funny because I actually, me was actually working at some point, so they wanted me to not be me. So I had to turn yeah. down the – I was too up. People did not want my – I uh, I learned something from, like, apparently I was up-talking. I would, like, oh, up-talking, that's great for selling reservations. But you can't up-talk everybody here. Like, you have to you have to down-talk. Hey, and I was like, this game. what is this up-talk and down-talk you're talking about, dog? Like, you're like, son, you really want this game. It's like, he wanted me to be more hood. And I'm like, bro, I'm the world's whitest Mexican. I mean <laughs> – should just wore a bandana or something. Apparently, yeah, like, right? apparently, I need to wear a bandana, get like a teardrop tattoo or something, like show up wearing like Uggs or Fubu or something. Apparently, I I I don't want to outright accuse him of racism, but have your name tag say uh, Dre, aka Spider. Yeah, right or something. And um, and so I started doing the things he wanted me to do. I stopped. I stopped being high energy. I just talked to people in a robotic monotone tone. And uh, you know what? My numbers actually got worse. Uh-huh. There was a point where I was like at zero percent for selling subscriptions. I could not sell. Damn. I could not sell this uh, subscription. The the discount in the magazines and the, I could not sell one to save my life for the entire week. And he's like, "What's wrong? What's going on?" I'm like, "I'm doing what you're telling me to do." Yeah. Yeah. I'm slowly explaining all the features. And I am not succeeding at all. Mm-hmm. So, I've, and I was putting a lot more pressure on myself because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fired if I don't increase my numbers. Bringing it back to the article, I know exactly what they were feeling because they had straight up threatened my job. I'm out there, but the thing, my problem was, I was trying to do it the right way or trying to do it their way without trying to con people, without trying yeah. to cheat, and like where like back uh, back in the old days, uh, I remember the reason I ended up getting promoted to store manager back in uh, 2003. Was they fired six managers for cheating like outright? They were they were getting over on immigrants and people who didn't speak English by sneaking in the subscriptions into their transactions. If they bought like a hundred dollars worth of used, oh, they is. would just like because oh it was a ten percent discount. Yeah. So oh the, back then the su- subscription was ten dollars. So oh you bought a hundred dollars worth of used. Guess what? You just got a free subscription to our Game Informer. Oh, they damn. wouldn't they, they wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah. Because it'd still be the same price, yep. but they got the subscription. Or even other times, some people wouldn't notice that. Like, oh, they buy a, a forty-five dollar uh, used game, and then oh wait, it still was fifty something because oh they snuck in the um, description. The subscription five dollars, but it also still went back up five dollars. Like oh wait a minute, it, it, it was like. They were sneaking it past people until, thankfully, some enterprising immigrant probably noticed, like, what the hell is this $10 charge? Yeah. And they started going through. Like, all these stores, like, where my store, we were getting, like, 10 subscriptions a week because we were trying to do it honestly. These other stores in Huntington Park or whatever, I'm or, like, Slauson, like, whatever. And um, they were getting 100, 112 subscriptions because they were sneaking it yeah. in. Okay, so... This Kotaku article, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what impact does it have on A, the consumer, and B, on employees? Currently? Okay. The, the the article, as Jai was saying, you know, there have been articles, but this is the, I feel like this is the first real article that's gained, like, real mainstream traction where it's spread and it's everywhere. And as we found out uh, on the day after the article, it actually forced a response from GameStop. Yeah, that memo yeah. that went out. Yeah. Yeah, they, they sent out a memo. And uh, telling people, oh, like, oh, no, like, you know, this is this is not the company way. You know, this is just a few rogue employees. And I'm like, it's not a few rogue employees. I mean, 
obviously the problem is within the middle management, within the store managers and the district managers. Like some of them are, you know, like I said, or it's these kind of sociopaths who like, or either they're hyper competitive or hyper scared of losing their jobs. They want to prove that they're the best. And so they, they manipulate, cajole, scare their people into, into, into these situations where they're either have to cheat to freaking get their numbers or they're scared, like they're, they, fear for, they fear for their jobs. So it's the pressure coming from the top that's causing a lot of the corruption down low. Yeah, it's, it's causing the, yeah. the, the corruption happens in the middle management because okay. the, the top the top level, I, I'm sure they they know that that kind of stuff happens, but they kind of try to, they turn a blind eye to it. Of course. And so the middle managers, the district managers, the regional managers, that's where the problem truly lies because then they are competitive among themselves. They're trying to prove that they're better than the others to try to move up. And so they stab each other in the front, not even stab each other in the back. They stab each other in the front. And so they get to their employees like, yeah, this district manager that I worked for this last time, he like every day, everything was like, or, like you could have played a drinking game with all the buzzwords he would use. Yeah. It's like, I need laser focus. <laughs> it was a laser focus on everything. Oh, we need laser focus on pre-orders. We need laser focus on pre-owned right now. We need, and then they're, they're selling cell phones now. It's like every store has to sell at least like, get one cricket activation. Like, now, is the pressure from up top increasing because of the fact that uh, hard, that, like solid disc media games are going out of the window? Honestly, no. I mean, are they are they upping the pressure on the on the district managers to produce more? Because uh, I think people? because overall, but I it's the it's the overall negative perception of the company. It's like it's this a weird vicious cycle that they're going through where um, they're becoming less and less re relevant as people. You know, as people are going to, you know, it, it's not losing physical media because there's still a significant portion of people who won't download a game. Yeah. yeah. There, there's still definitely enough people who will buy physical media. I'm a person, I'm, I'm an older person. I still buy physical media. I'm uncomfortable by downloading a game out of fear. It's like, okay, if the, if the hard drive gets wiped or whatever, I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's you know backups or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you you know yeah, they keep track of your purchases. But I'm still more comfortable with buying physical media. I like quote unquote even I'm quote unquote owning my media. Yeah, and uh, people are making a, a an equation between uh, Wells Fargo and GameStop. Yeah, Wells Fargo and yeah. GameStop. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very similar that we're like yeah, yeah. there's this pressure like because they have these expectations. They have to they have to adhere to the stockholders. So yeah, they had a bad year year last year. I remember. They, they were way behind in their projection for pre-owned last year. So last year they were very aggressively doing buy two, get one freeze. They were doing all this stuff where people were, they're trying to push people to buy more used. And they, they had this humongous shortfall of their expectations. And that's where they're starting to put even more pressure on people. Like they, they set these crazy expectations and it's put upon the district managers. Oh, you guys need to go do this or else yeah. you're in trouble. And so that that pressure comes down tenfold onto these store managers and then they dump it onto their, you know, part-time employees who are barely there. All of a sudden, every time they come in for their four hour shift, you have to get, you have to be at 20% on everything or else you're not going to have your crappy job. Yeah. And and that's why you see all that, that the, the other follow-up article that came up where all these people came up and contacted Kotaku and told them, I'm like, Oh yeah, it is like this. Don't try to that, that memo where it's like, Oh, it's only a, it's only a, <laughs> Like, yeah. Feel like it's all right. Like, no, it's only a small, uh, yeah. it's only a small fraction of people. Like, no, alternative facts. Alternative, alternative facts. <laughs> it's this. Uh, it's only a small margin percentage. Of people. Like, no, it's it's all over the place. I mean, I I don't think it's everywhere because there's definitely you know I'm sure there's parts of the country where it's not like that where yeah. there's less pressure. I, I feel like uh, you know L A has always had this like stigma. 
I mean, as far as GameStop goes, and the three times I worked there, LA's always had this stigma where like they're they're always on the lower end of the um, profitability because you know out here, you know, the the cost of running the stores is much higher than somewhere else yeah. like in your Podunk, Idaho, or or mm-hmm. freaking Montana or whatever. It's a lot less, you know. You think it affects it that there's so many GameStops? In, yeah, in the especially after that merger. Uh, especially after yeah. that merger, yeah, they they, they they doubled their 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 foothold. They, like because in two thousand five, they went from two thousand stores to five, to almost five thousand stores, merging with EB. And I, and then you you've seen kind of like this course correction over the last like five like as I was a Nintendo rep, I saw the number of GameStops dwindling as as the leases were coming up. They were just it was logically they were freaking just cutting them. They, they they get rid of the store. Like all right, this store is not profitable. Like yeah, that was a that was a big that was a big difference. That, that was one of the major differences. Between when I worked in 05 to this time around, they were a lot more upfront about the number. Like actually, a lot of the numbers, like it, they would show you the metric of how profitable you were oh. each day that you worked. They showed you all, like you know, like you made the store X amount of money today. Wow! Like you, you could see it in a quantable statistic on a computer. <laughs> you could look up your stats, and you're like, oh, because depending on like, how much new, used, pre-owned, yeah. all they have all the think geek stuff now, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, they make a decent. They they make actually make. Pretty decent margin on that, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you know because you saw a lot of yeah. stuff in your store. Yeah. Um, they show you your profitability, which is something they didn't show us back in the day. I remember like one time my, my district manager he brought me a sheet where it actually showed me all my stores, you know, uh, strengths and weaknesses. I'm like, why don't you show this to us now? And um, and it was funny, like they show, like, and, and that's funny. That was something during the that interview mm-hmm. when I went back. That was something that actually made me feel better about going back. I'm like, oh. They're upfront about everything yeah. now. They show you where you're doing good and where you're doing bad. But how how stressful is that though? Like it was awful, man. Yeah, because they show you those yeah, numbers. They, they, yeah, and it's funny because like uh, I kept pointing. Uh, I remember I point out to my bosses. I'm like, you know, I'm actually pretty damn profitable. I'm like, yeah. Like yeah. I, I look at my stats. I'm like, hey, I'm more profitable than everyone else in the store. But you know, when we got to that 90 day, it, it, when we got to that 90 days, they let me go because I did not fit into their culture. Yeah, you I were was too nice. You weren't profitable the way they wanted to be profitable. Yeah, yeah. I was not. Yeah, yeah, I was not profitable getting all the subscription. What? And here's here's the funny part. It's like the like the last two weeks, I was kind of resigned. Like, okay, they're gonna let me go. So I stopped doing all their advice, and I just started being myself again. Yeah. And guess whose numbers actually went up? <laughs> I actually talked to customers genuinely. I cared about their concerns. Yeah. Oh, look at that! I give people good customer service, and oh, and then my store manager's like, "Hey, how did you get it to twenty percent uh, subscriptions today?" I'm like, "Because I talked to people like a human being instead of a robot." Yeah. Yeah. You were you weren't trying to push the company bullshit. You were trying to actually like look after their best interest, what they wanted. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, no, honestly, I was looking. <laughs> I looked. I was looking after the customer's best interest. Yeah, that's to be idea. honest, yeah. I was looking out for the customer those last couple of weeks, and then my numbers went. My numbers went through the roof. All of a sudden, oh, like look at all the. Yeah. Like, I hit all the circle of life numbers. I was like at seventy five percent, the circle of life score. But you know, I go in like the weekend after Call of Duty. They they brought me into the back office, and it was funny as they were letting me go. I like. As he started, like he he hadn't even said it yet. I was already taking off my badge, <laughs> took the store keys out. I was already. I'm like, I was like, I'm not a child. I'm 37 years old. I know what this conversation is. Yeah. I'm like, like, give me my final check. I, like, good. I'm leaving. Thanks. Yeah. I wish you had done this a week ago before Call of Duty have come, had come out. <laughs> oh, of course, they needed to get. They they needed point. me there for Call of Duty. Yeah. They needed me there to like you know to help all the customers and, and make sure everybody left happy. And after that, kick me to the curb. Uh, and that's kind of the industry. They, and they know that they could get, and here's the thing, they know that they can get somebody who's brand spanking new, 21 years old, eager as hell, and 
as easily manipulated as it can get yeah, no. to fill your spot. And, and see, yeah. that's the problem. I felt that I was too old where, like, yeah, I'm 30. I, I, I ask too many questions. I express my opinion too many times where they want people who will listen to their commands no matter what yeah. and, and do all their stuff no matter what they say. <laughs> I mean, I attribute that. That's why I can't find a job right now because <laughs> I, I I have too much free independent thought, which is why we're we're doing this thing here. <laughs> I answer to me doing this. I'm not making any money doing this. Yeah. But hey, I, I have a lot more freedom doing this. But yeah, I can't find a normal job because of this. I, and it's it's more. This is more symbolic of an overall problem with you know the world right now. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. keep saying GameStop bad, GameStop bad. I'm like, no, it's like that's this is how the economy runs right now. I don't want to turn this into no. you know, K Talk, you know, yeah, <laughs> in K Talk uh, five seven or what's the station? Uh, KFI. Yeah. I don't want to turn this into KFI, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's emblematic of like this whole corp. This I don't fit in the corporate structure because I actually want to help people, <laughs> and that that's a problem. So what's the best way aside from this podcast? So that the people, because I'm looking on the the stream that we have on Facebook and the comments, it seems like a lot of people were the victim of the same problem that they were too nice for that love. Yeah, no, uh, you see, a couple of those guys were, were my bosses, and and they got out yeah. because they 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 saw the writing on the wall. Even back in like 2005, they saw that that's um. So what's the alternative for guys like you, guy girls like you that have gone through this kind of experience with a company like that, and are and you're now trying to find a way to continue on? At this point, what's if I point? had that answer, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, that that the, they have found jobs in other industry in under in other industries that are not cu- customer service based. That's or, funny. Or, John John Horbunkel says Conway and Cervantes. The funny thing is, Conway is twenty feet away from where we're. Yeah, actually, right Conway is next door in the next studio right now, Mister <laughs> Mister Hornbuckle. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. I, that's just yeah. Th- this last. Stop through GameStop. I that's why, like, like I said earlier, I knew I was not gonna last in this. This was literally a band aid. Like I, I saw this as extended unemployment, where I was gonna have to suffer for forty hours to get to get the. Basically, I basically made the same amount of money I made on unemployment working for GameStop as an assistant manager. Wow. Like wrap your head around that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how much I was making. Yeah. That that district manager promised me a certain wage and then paid me less. And I get the feeling there's a lot of people that went through the same thing. As yeah, you. yeah, but, exactly. And it's it's a shame. To, and I guess part of it is because of the digital market, and part of it is just because this is how no, they it's make it's more money. GameStop. No, this it's more GameStop. A game, there, there are uh, see here. I, I'll, GameStop's biggest problem is not, is not digital games. No, That's I not don't. their biggest problem. Their biggest problem is that there are better options out there. Like some people have mentioned on on the comments, like you know Amazon Prime. You get you get twenty percent off, and you get it the day it show it shows up to your house. You don't have to leave your house to get it. Yeah. There are yeah. better options out there. You don't have to get talked down to by some smart ass gamer. I mean, uh, on the on the line here, I mean, Mr. Jai Pollard here. He, uh, I'm sure he can attest a lot of times where we talk down to a lot of gamers back when, when, when in our in our misspent youth, being uh, rude to people. But... <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that allegation. Uh... I am a pinnacle uh, of uh, of customer service. Yes, I am. You know what? That if you won't throw yourself under the bus, then uh, maybe I'll throw you under the bus. And I'll throw myself under the bus a few times. Yeah, because there's times where, like, you know, because obviously this was back back. This is the before the era of you know customer service surveys and like, yeah. So 
my god I, when Before, i was store manager i had free reign <laughs> and like i that was my domain yeah if, if some customer was going to cause me a problem i took care of it right there on the spot <laughs> probably in a fashion that was probably not very kind was but it? i but the see i i always respond with what i am given if i if someone is rude to me then i am a reflection of what they got they're, they're Maybe I shouldn't tell these these full stories, but, <laughs> but this is like considering this... how much time we have left, I, I probably shouldn't get into some ten minute story about Jai Potter cussing out a customer. No, no, we gotta do this. You just you just lit the fuse. I no, <laughs> yeah. no, I can't. I can't. Pr I have to protect the guilty. Ah, <laughs> uh, there was a guy who who brought us a. It was literally a melted. Uh, a melted Xbox AC adapter. I, I was on my lunch, and Mr. Jai T. Polidor. No, you're not telling the you're not telling the story, Jai. No, you're not. <laughs> and he 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 brought this melted AC adapter with a receipt. You know, it, they still use those same thermal receipts. Like if you leave it out in the sun, it gets all black. It gets all black yeah. and blotted out. You can tell it was a GameStop receipt. So he brings it up, and, and Jai Jai's trying to deal with him. And Jai, to his credit, was actually trying to help the customer. But, you know, he tried looking it up. We looked up in the computer. We hadn't sold any Xbox AC adapters, so he didn't buy it from our store. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he gets belligerent with Jai. And Jai, of course, a much more extreme version of me, he starts cussing the dude out. And I had, I had come back from lunch, and I was, like, watching what was happening. And I see Jai, like, listen here, motherfucker. You need to take your piece of shit. You see that? Get the fuck out of me. And so I come in running. Like, like if this was WWE, if, like, my music would play, and I'd be coming and running to the ring. <laughs> the smell. It's like, no, 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 Jai Powder. No. No, do not cuss out a customer in the store. Not knowing what was happening. So I take over. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Let, let me see what's going on here. I look at the situation. I'm like, I get, I get caught. I get abreast of what the situation is. Okay. Yeah. Melt. Yes. <laughs> melted AC adapter receipt that cannot be read I do the exact same searches that Jai had already done I already knew that it was going to be pointless but I yeah. wanted to show the customer yeah. like, look I'm doing the searches so oh nope you did not buy this here he's like no I bought it from a guy with glasses I'm like well <laughs> there's only one person at this store who has glasses and that's me and did you buy it from me uh nah then you didn't buy it from here so I think we're done here. You can you can go now. So no 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 like no, we're done here. And I turned to my associate who was working. I'm like, Jenny, you can ignore this because we had a line of customers. Yeah. But you can ignore this guy. You know what? This guy isn't here. And I made a motion as if I put up a wall. I'm like, <laughs> he is not here right now. You're gonna ignore him. I'm like, get out. We're done with you. <laughs> you can leave. Please help the next customer. And he just stands there and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry. Is there some sort of noise coming from this direction? No, you're done. No, bye. <laughs> bye. I was, I was Curly Bill from Tombstone. Bye. <laughs> and he was just like standing there. He was pissed. And I, I, I will not do the full colorful language. Of like, so I see, I know Jai is probably sitting there fuming. He wants me to say the line. No, say the line. All right, fine. So he's leaving. He's like, Fuck you and fuck your N word too. Oh. <laughs> and of course, Jai turns to me. He's like, in the day of the Chappelle show, the best he can come up with is N word. That, he actually said N word. Oh, he said the full word. Oh, he, he said the full word. Oh, he okay. said no. He said no. He said no. He he 
He he he went full money. Okay, I, yeah. I just want to make sure he's censoring himself while being that. Angry. No, 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 no. no. He's not. I'm censoring myself right now because it'd be untoward for me to yell it out and yell it out here. So like he, he, he actually in this station. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> on the station, the the, the the studio that we're in. Maybe. And, and it was really great because then I, and then so I turn, I turn to the customers because it was a Saturday, so the store was full of customers. And I flip the switch and I go back to corporate Dre. And I'm like, I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry about that. You know, I apologize for my behavior and my assistant behavior. I apologize for that customer. And then there's a little kid and he goes, it's okay. And you just feel all the tension in the store just disappear. And everyone's like, oh, no. and then we resumed our normal business. And Merry Christmas. To everyone. <laughs> and Merry Christmas to everyone. So, so that, did, I do, did I do the story uh, justice, Jai? I think we lost him. I think we lost. Cast out. I, I, no, no, no. I saw. I see him reacting on on Facebook Live, but uh, <laughs> uh, he wanted to tell the story, but I felt, and I, uh, I think he's on Facebook watching it now. <laughs> but um. And then Yoshi brought him ice cream. <laughs> no, there was there was an employee whose name was Yoshi. Okay, I thought. Like, no, yeah, not, not, not the dinosaur from the Super Mario series, but. So that would make the story way more interesting at the end there. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's Whoa. a like yeah. That's an yeah, right, Jai's still on the phone. All right, let, let's go to the phone. Jai's still there. Jai. I'm still here. I'm did still I do here the story justice? Want, you did the story justice. If you want the, the the unabridged version, I will do it. But you did the story justice. I'm not having you tell the story again. I just told the story. I know, but I just like I like my version. And that's why I told the story instead of you. Is that, is that Gianna trying to participate in the podcast? That's that's her trying to tell me what she wants to eat. But um, at the same time, she wants to eat, but she doesn't want to eat. Okay, well, then I will get you your other one chicken. And then I'm going to walk away with the chicken. And then she's going to say that she wants chicken. And I'm going to bring her the chicken back. And then she's going to say that she doesn't want you. So for those of you who already have kids, fuck you, it's too late. But for those of you who don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Those of you who. Yeah. Oh. For those of you who, and I just have to say, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is, I would have preferred him here so I could control him a little easier. Although being able to cut him off the drop of a hat probably is a little bit easier to control Mr. <laughs> JT Polidor. He'll be back on the show at some point where he'll be able to contribute more. Live, but. Too. He'll, he'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get him in here. We'll get him in the studio one of these days. But obviously, I had a lot of thoughts and feelings. I obviously didn't. I, I kept trying to include you. No, Pete, no, no, but, no it's fine, it's fine. but yeah, obviously, I have a. I had a lot of thoughts. I, uh, so we're coming into the home stretch. So yes. a, a couple of things I want to hit before. Um, uh, so next, uh, next. Your old manager is one of them. <laughs> uh, my assistant. He was my assistant. You know, I wanted to fire him so many times. <laughs> There was some, I, I, I did not want him to be my assistant manager. I was bullied into taking him as my assistant manager by that assistant by that store by the by that district manager. I did not want him, but unfortunately, I took him on, and he has become my best friend. That's one know, of my best friends. That's the thing that you can always at least take away from this whole game stuff. Yeah, you took away Jai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's a. He's a he's a good friend, but a bad employee. <laughs> bad employee. I, I still I still tell him that to this day. And yes, uh, we know we, it was hard to hear Jai on the speakerphone. 
because it's a you know we have two different mics coming here trying to pick up everything. And it's like the speakers from the from the studio we're in that's providing that. So uh, that's the best we can do on Facebook. We don't have the sorry, audio on Facebook. Yeah, in. yeah. So we are also so a couple of things I want to hit before we end this. We are also now streaming on on Twitch. So I'm on Twitch right now with nobody watching, but this is this is kind of like to see if we can do it on air. That it, it so we are on Twitch, so that way people can uh, who want to see this yeah. who don't have Facebook can watch it. And another thing I want, and a, a point that uh, Miyoshi brought up on the Facebook feed, uh, starting next week, I'm going to be broadcasting the show from the, a Facebook page, uh, a separate Facebook page, not my personal Facebook page. So I'm gonna like throughout the week, I will be doing that annoying thing where I'm going to ask everybody to like. Uh, the the Dre's Geek Philosophy podcast. Yeah, that's the new page that we're going to be broadcasting the show from is the Dre's Geek Philosophy podcast page. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be a separate page so that way people can like, so now you guys will be, it'll be easier for you guys to share this because I know, I, I, I noticed on the live feed, um, Yoshi was trying to share this video for other people to watch and they could not watch it because unfortunately I'm, Dating back to my Nintendo days, I still keep my Facebook page pretty private for only my friends. But that does not uh, translate very well when you're trying to get a uh, show. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. viewers. Now we're trying to point people over to an actual page you can watch. Yeah. So throughout the week, I'm gonna I'm gonna be annoying. I'm gonna constantly post about this uh, this page I've made. It's a Dre's Geek Philosophy podcast, and then also. Uh, for for Twitch people, it's a Dre GP podcast. That's gonna that's the online handle. I'm waving to the to the to nobody who's watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're trying. Uh, we are rapidly trying to expand the medium at which I am throwing my face on the internet. Um, and then also uh, another thing, another new thing is that we may uh, have the uh, what I like to call the uh, Geek Gaming Thursdays, where I'm gonna be on Twitch. Uh, I'll, that's another reason why we're set at the Twitch thing is I'll be gaming on Thursday nights, either with Executive Boozer Sam Zia or gaming with with Pete Malini. Uh, I bought we picked up a Lego Dimension, so that's going to be probably one of the first games that we're going to be playing on uh, on the Geek Gaming Thursdays. Or we might also like to do do table games, whatever uh, whatever we can do, and that's going to be something more for like where I, we can interact with people on Facebook Live or on on Twitch. We're like this show is more like we're recording for audio and we're letting you like chime in. And join the show. That's why I can't really react too much to the Facebook Live. But so on Twitch at Dre GP Podcast, the Twitter handle for me is the same at Dre GP Podcast on Facebook at and the Facebook page is also Facebook.com forward slash Dre GP Podcast. But I will be uh, posting it on for everyone. Sam, your Twitter handle. Uh, at SamZ570, at SamZ570, and Dre's going to be responding to comments on Facebook uh, I, as soon as we're done. I, 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 as I, the Monday of tradition now will be, I will respond to your comments after the fact on my phone afterwards. And uh, Pete Malini, you're It's uh, at Nostalgic underscore comics. Yeah, you can buy comics from him. Yeah. <laughs> Help support the show. Buy uh, issues of the Green Llama. The <laughs> Green Llama. There you go. <laughs> Sam's favorite character, the Green Llama. So, freaking Llama. For my guests, Jai, who is on the phone. For my executive producer, Sam's here. For my co-host, Pete Molina. This is Dre Cervantes. You have been listening slash watching Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Thank you for watching. I love you. We'll see you right here next week.